Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the Something Borrowed podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Amanda. And we're your hosts. Today, we're chatting with Beth and Deb about gift giving. Welcome to the pod today, everybody. Um, Just a couple of our call to action items before we get started. Um, If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, um, please subscribe to the pod. It helps other people find us and helps our show grow. Um, If you like what you've been hearing, please leave us a rating and review. We love to hear what you think about the podcast. And as always, we are active on Instagram at Something Borrowed Pod, and we love to engage with you over there. Um, So we are going to get started with this great conversation. We're excited to have our guests on today. So today we have two of my favorite people on as guests, my mom, Beth Fick, and my aunt, Deb Olinger-Cuck. And the reason we had them join us today is because we share in my mom's whole side of the family a massive love of gift giving. And something we want to do like with these chats is have the flexibility for it not just to be about weddings, but just about any kind of planning that we're doing. Um, And so I feel like one of the things we love to plan is uh, holidays and birthdays and and what we're going to give people as a gift. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk a little bit about today. So before we get into that conversation, though, Betsy and I are really going to really quickly going to share our regular monthly planning pro tip. Um, So I I can go first. This month, I had multiple different relatives and friends ask to come stay for a night or a couple nights at my house. I live in what I consider a very cool, unique little city right downtown the city of Lancaster. And so This is like a tip to myself because I actually haven't done this yet, but I realized like what I want to do is have like a note on my phone prepared with like all the places I've collected, restaurants, little shops and things like that, that I want to take people when they come. Because in all of those scenarios over the last month, they were kind of like last minute and we're totally down for that. But then I felt like oh man, like I wish I would have shown that person this place or taken them there. And I just, I wasn't like prepared. So I feel like I'm going to prepare that on my phone so that I'm always ready to just like suggest different restaurants or or things like that for people. So that's my tip for the month. Betsy, how about well, you? Well, I just to respond to that too, I think the graphic designer in me immediately goes to like, oh my gosh, you should design a little cute like PDF and then create like a little <laughs> QR code that goes to it. And they have can have like links to stuff. So if they're like on their own for a day because you're working or something, they could just go through and be like, oh, I want to go here. And there's a link and it takes them right to like a map location or whatever. And you could have like a cute little I mean, card that would be a great in idea, their <laughs> room that they could be like... But I am not a graphic Yeah, but that wouldn't, like, you could do that. (laughs) Anyway, it gave me a lot of ideas. Um, So my pro tip this month, and Amanda hates this, but I think it's such a helpful tool um, as we are approaching Christmas. And if you're like me and have not bought one gift so far (laughs) for anyone, (laughs) um, I would just like to recommend the Christmas list app. We started using it as a family a couple of years ago, and it is just super helpful for me. I, um, it, you can like ha- send a link to everyone. 
they sign up with their account and then they can add links for gifts or just like categories. Like I'm able to put my kids' clothing sizes on there or just general interests like books or they're really into dinosaurs or cars or whatever. Um, and it is helpful to kind of be able to go on and kind of claim gifts or purchase right, you know, it, click a link and it takes you right to the gift on Amazon or Target or wherever. So I personally really like the app just for the ease of holiday shopping and making sure that especially people that maybe you don't have great ideas for or something, you can get them something they actually want and will use. So that is my pro tip. Okay. Awesome. So now let's welcome in our guests and go ahead and talk about the, the meat of this conversation for today. Hi, Mom. Hi, Aunt Deb. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us on. Very excited. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to start the way we always start with our guests. Um, And we just love talking about Enneagram and personality types. And we know you both are interested in the same. So um, are you comfortable sharing and letting our listeners know what your Enneagram number is um, and what how that influences like your relationship with gift giving and gift getting. Sure. Well, I'll go first. I am an Enneagram nine with a wing of a one. So that means that I want people to be happy (laughs) and I want them (laughs) to be pleased with the gifts that I give them. And then I I wing a one. So I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So probably put a little excess pressure on myself sometimes to get the exact right gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my Enneagram number. Nice. I am also a Enneagram nine, which and I don't know what wing I am, although Amanda insists she knows. <laughs> so I don't Yeah, know. you're definitely an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, as a nine I guess we tend to wanna like see people be happy and getting gifts and also I think all of us tend to be a little hesitant about receiving gifts because we don't know if we're showing enough enthusiasm, even though we very much appreciate any kind of gift we get. Yeah. Um, circling back to your wing really quick. <laughs> would, you say, would you say you're a perfectionist at all? No. Okay, yeah. so you're not a one. You're an eight. <laughs> I would think she's an eight. Yeah. This is really interesting. So obviously, um, I am also a nine, wing eight. We've talked about that. And Lauren, who always joins us every month, I don't know if we've ever talked about her Enneagram type. I can't remember. But she is a have. nine, wing one. Um, and so – and Lauren is – within the same, my mom's side of the family. So mm-hmm. uh, there's Lots a very strong, yeah, <laughs> there's a very strong nine presence. And I don't know if that has maybe to do, I'm theorizing that maybe that has to do with our um, propensity to be a little excessive when it comes to gift giving. Mm-hmm. But Betsy, I'm curious as a two wing three, how what your mm-hmm. relationship is with gift giving and getting. Um, I think that like with gift giving, I really want people to feel like valued in the gifts I give, I guess. Um, I think it, it's like a, 
like what can they use? What do they need kind of gift? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think <laughs> I'm trying to think of like when I'm a healthy too. <laughs> do I give give because I think especially since having kids, like the ho- whole holiday season often feels like rushed, and like I'm just trying to make sure we have everything for all the people that we're buying for, and so then it doesn't always feel like I have been able to take the time to really like be thoughtful or like I'm thinking of something, but it's like too late to get that thing for someone. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think, I think both in gift giving and gift getting, like I just want people to feel like I, I see what they need or I see what would help them because that's a very two thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what I said to my mom when we were kind of talking about it is that I was like, well, it's interesting that all of us are nines, but Betsy's a two, and I feel like also very good at gift giving. Mm. I, but I said I feel that your thought process is a lot more related to what what does the person need or what will serve yeah. them, what could they use, mm-hmm. and I think like my gift giving is a little bit more like nostalgic or like things mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's a very interesting Enneagram discussion, although we don't have a lot of numbers represented. In this <laughs> we have yeah. a lot of fives in our family, though, and they're very That's practical, research-driven mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it affects them. I mean, AJ's a five. I don't know how mm. he says he doesn't know what to get. I think That's it overwhelms AJ. Mm-hmm. like Because he, he would want to research ev- – like if he was going to get you a – you know, whatever. If he was going to buy a bike for one of the kids, he'd want to research every bike out there mm-hmm. first and realize yeah. which is the best. And yes, yeah. And he yeah. like he especially feels very proud of himself when I have mentioned something casually and he picked it up and <laughs> it manifested into some sort of gift. And it can be <laughs> like I have had to just kind of. Um, like temper my reaction to those gifts because and recognize that like he, this is his like effort of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remembered this thing and then I yeah. found this thing and that is like I'm proud of <laughs> this thing whereas yeah. sometimes my reaction or my like internal feeling would be like yeah but I don't need this or like this was just something mm-hmm. I mentioned one time or whatever and so re- recognizing like that everyone does have a different kind of relationship and purpose in gift giving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, my our my younger brother, um, Lucas, is a one. But he's Your little a, brother. He, my little brother. <laughs> my baby brother. But he's also a very, very good gift giver. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. I think he – I think he probably has a nine wing, like a pretty – strong mm-hmm. one um but so he's definitely like mm-hmm. a very big perfectionist but he's a very nostalgic and sentimental mm-hmm. also which i don't know is true for like all ones but yeah. for him he definitely is so i don't know there's it's not that there's any type that's like not good at gift giving i think hopefully this conversation will be about how anyone can um you know find find an in but I know there's definitely certain types of people that it's easier for or more exciting mm-hmm. um, than maybe others. Yeah. <laughs> and it is true. Like, like Lucas, what, he's a young, he 
he's a young adult. He's in his 20s. You know, he's a guy. He's not who you would normally think, oh, they're the people that are going to just be excellent gift givers. Like, they're not the stereotypical Mm -hmm. person. But Lucas is, like, an amazing gift giver. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's Mm kind of cool. Like, he recently gave me a gift. had a pet for a long time who passed away. And, like, the night that that had to put him to sleep, he went out and got the he ordered this very special gift for me online that night. And so that was just like really special, you know, because Mm -hmm. he wouldn't fit that stereotypical, Oh, it has to be a woman or it has to be somebody in their fifties. Who's going to buy a good gift. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. And using his Enneagram, I think he was going to get the perfect thing. (laughs) Yeah. That was kind of cool. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, Well, that's a really good transition into kind of the rest of the conversation about, how you can approach gift giving. Like, okay, there's all different types of people that are giving and there's also all different types of people that are getting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But before I guess we get into that, let's talk on a broader scale about different types of gifts and exchange gift exchanges you might encounter. Um, Because I think in my mind, there's kind of like two buckets of gift giving, which are, a little bit different to think about one of which are more personal types of gift giving. Like you were just saying like that gift for your pet who passed from, you know, someone you have a very close relationship with. That's a very personal type of gift giving as opposed to some other types that maybe are a little bit less personal. So what types of like exchanges have all of you, Betsy, myself included been Mm -hmm. involved in? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, like, I think we've probably all been in, like, a secret Santa or, like, a white elephant where it's just you're bringing, like, a $5 or $20 gift or something like I'm that. I'm very <laughs> anti-white elephant. <laughs> right. It doesn't even it's like count. You're going to walk away with yeah. something that, like, nobody really wants, yeah. right? Right. Um, but yes. uh, more recently, my friends – actually, we just started talking about it this week. My, like, small group that I meet with for church, we – we're like, hey, we should do like an exchange this year for Christmas. And one of my friends and I had kind of mentioned that we had done something with another group of friends in the past where we didn't exchange we we didn't exchange names, but we all decided we're going to spend twenty to twenty five dollars, and we're all, the parameter is you have to bring like a mug and um, some sort of accessory like a, earrings mm-hmm. or a clutch or a can like something else, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the best gift exchange ever because, I mean, we're all like millennial girls. So we all, who doesn't love like a big mug mm-hmm. and like some statement earrings or something like that. But it was just so fun. And there were six of us and we ended up like all somehow we did just like a fun exchange, whatever, pass it around kind of game. But um, we all ended up with like the perfect mug and like accessory for us. And so it was just a really fun. So I think we're going to do that with our church group this, this year. Um, just cause it's like what we would get each other anyway, probably, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was fun to kind of have that like secret Santa, but minus the, you're spent, you're picking for a specific person and with mm-hmm. just like a specific parameter, like a price limit, and then kind of like a pick from these couple of categories. Yeah. That's interesting. I never, was a part of one that was that specific, but I know mom and Deb, we, we talked a little bit about like the gift grab thing, which is very similar. Does one of you want to kind of talk about that? Well, with our extended family, we used to do 
everybody would bring, you know, whatever, $25-ish gift. I mean, we didn't really say, but I think it was roughly that. And then put it in the middle and then, like, pick a deck of cards. So you start with the two up through the ace. And when you when you got to your card, you could, you could steal somebody's gift or you could pick a gift and unwrap it. And the, it was that kind of thing. I mean, it – it was nice because, you know, it was a way to do something with people like would be a little bit harder to buy for. But it was also hard because you had people that were in their teens and then people that were in their 80s and you had males and females. Yeah. So to try to get a gift that people were going to want, you know, that it, it just made it difficult. Ended up being a lot of gift cards or just like Christmas decorations. Yeah. Any other, so both of those, like what mom was just talking about, what Betsy was just talking about, I think are like the category of like a less personal gift. So it's, it's a different kind of train of thought of like mom was saying. And honestly, I enjoy having like a mixture of those types of things when the holidays come around because it exercises like a different, I feel like creative mm -hmm. muscle in my brain to come up with something that like a lot of different people might like, or like with my mom's ants it used to turn into really like everyone just picking like really pretty home decor at a certain point <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or somebody would buy a gift card and then everybody wanted the gift card like mm -hmm. it's just yeah. scratch off but you know hey when I was you know when I was first married that was a way to get Christmas decorations I didn't like go out and buy Christmas decorations mm -hmm. and I yeah slowly accumulated them which was yeah. nice yeah 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 so and Deb do you have any other thoughts on like even if it's not necessarily holiday related like instances you might encounter where you're not picking something super personal for someone. And I, I would just tag on to what Beth said earlier. Like when we did those kind of exchanges, it was, it was fun, even though it wasn't as personal. Um, it, the mm -hmm. thing that was fun is that allowed people, as we talked about personality earlier, some people, I don't think they cared as much about the gift as the, they like the competition <laughs> of getting yeah. like a specific <laughs> gift. So it, the gift was almost like the fun that they were having during the whole exercise of gift giving. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought that was kind of just kind of interesting. Yeah. It wasn't about what they were opening necessarily, but yeah. if they wanted to win what they considered the overall best gift, then you would see that competitive spirit kind of rise up. So yeah. that was interesting. Mm -hmm. That would, that would be yeah. interesting on that. Yeah. That's always fun. And I also was just thinking, Betsy, we did one at your mom's house one time where you just like, it was like a hot potato, I think, type thing. Yeah. Or the different gifts. So there's lots of different ways yeah. to, to do that kind of similar yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but then aside from that, there's also like, maybe you have to bring something for like a work colleague that you don't necessarily have as personal relationships. So you're going to kind of go with like the mug or the candle type of thing or mm -hmm. maybe there's like a host gift that you are going to mm -hmm. bring in that or like a housewarming I just made a housewarming bas basket for Betsy and AJ and like even though I know them well in my mind a housewarming gift is like house stuff you know uh, mm -hmm. so not necessarily something super personal mm -hmm. um, or mom and Deb but she we likes that because she can use it it was stuff yeah. she can yeah. use so she should yeah. like that yeah um, or like the host gift, I was thinking like every year we go to like a certain Christmas party, all mm -hmm. of us with the same friends we mention every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I always think it's fun to pick out like a host gift for them. And it's not that mm -hmm. it's not personal, but we all like pretty stuff or like 
house home goods stores. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to think like, oh, it would be really the Reese's would like this place. Let's get mm-hmm. them a gift card to there. Um, mm-hmm. Or the other thing is, you guys were talking about this gift gift, which I'd never heard of. Do you want to explain? Yeah, a, <laughs> go ahead, Beth. You do that. Wait, a gift for a gift gift. I, I Amanda apparently never heard of that. But <laughs> like when you know, like I'm gonna, I might see this person maybe mm-hmm. at work or whatever, and they might be giving me something. I'm not sure. So do I have something like on the side just in case I have to give the gift to somebody who gave That's me? That's where like yeah. Bath and Body like yeah. candle sale comes <laughs> in handy. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's like the hostess gift kind of yeah. thing. Like just yeah. to have those on hand that you can kind of give to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been yeah. there. Like, Oops, but you could also keep for yourself and use happily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from like the specific of Bath and Body is like a good one. Do either of you, mm-hmm. mom or Deb, have like specific examples of type of things you would give for a less personal gift like that? Wow. Well. Yeah, I think the Bath and Body is probably like the number one go-to. Um, mm-hmm. I think like we mentioned earlier, I think mugs are always good, you know, um, and a mug yeah. with a gift card in it or something yeah. I think is always, who doesn't like to get a gift card, even if it's, it doesn't have to be a high amount on a gift card, you know, even if it's a yeah coffee mug and like one Starbucks trip, you know, on a gift card, mm-hmm. I just think that's always like a nice gift. And that would be my mm-hmm. go-to, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mom, any thoughts on stuff you've gotten for those types of gifts? Well, I would say I, I have volunteers at church that volunteer for me. Like that's that's something I have to get every year. And it's hard because it's the same people. And it's like how many different <laughs> – but we, mm-hmm. we have like – we sell gifts in our bookstore. So I can't give them anything like that. Like normally I would get something there and give it to my people. But I just give them – gift cards because I, I know them very well and I know what kind of gift card they would want. So mm-hmm. yeah, gift cards are another definitely mm-hmm. a good one. And like you can always yeah. go with like a coffee shop, a movie theater, mm-hmm. like and sometimes places anyone likes. And even sometimes with the gift cards, like you can make it a little more unique. Like, um, like here locally, we have like the YMSA market. Well, when I worked at, I worked at Martin's for a while, I, got them all into going to the Why Missing Market. So for Christmas, it was one of those things, like we didn't know who was going to give gifts, how many people were going to give gifts as far as the staff. So I just got, you know, five or $10 gift cards to there. And they remember mm-hmm. people thought that was the coolest thing because they could go get donuts or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> even when you're getting gift cards, maybe just trying to look at some yeah. local places um, yeah, know, that don't have to be real expensive. I think that's a fun thing. There's also like cute, like holders for gift cards now Mm -hmm. too. So Mm -hmm. you're not just like handing somebody like just a gift card. Like you can put it in something nice yeah, or like put it in a mug or something. I was going to say like, mom, you know, like this always bugs you about me, but I'm like pretty like anti gift card only because I have this like thing about, especially when I was like first graduating school and stuff, I was like, I can't give you a gift card that's worth anything. So then you're looking at the exact amount of money I spent and it feels <laughs> stupid. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I just felt dumb about it. But if I get a gift card, I, like you're saying, I, w- I sometimes try to like write a card, like a specific, something specific I'm hoping you could use that for. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I just got our, my brother Lucas an Airbnb gift card for his birthday. And like, 
I went back and forth on it. Like, God, should I just do a gift card? And I was like, you know, this is something that him and his girlfriend just started like their careers. And like, it's nice to be able to get away and they might not have like, you know, if they can start stockpiling gift cards for like a a getaway, like that would be nice for them. So I wrote that in the card because, you know, then it just seems more like you put thought into it. than you grabbed the first thing you saw at the target aisle. (laughs) Yeah, well, and, and Betsy likes to get Disney gift cards so she can put them all on one big. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, I would say too, like what? I know I was gonna say anyone who wants to buy me a gift can get me a gift, Disney gift card. I'll say yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hey, Disney gift cards like financed one, at least one trip this year. Um, <laughs> but I was gonna say too, as I think this is very much tied to my personality type and my like stage of life, but. I like, I like hoard gift cards. Like I squirrel them away <laughs> because it's I'm sad like, when you use them. Yeah. Well, yes. yes. But also because <laughs> like if like people, I'm very basic. I'm happy with a target gift card any day of the week. <laughs> and so like those, like if I'm like, Oh, I have $50 to target or whatever. Like I am not using this on my kids on like, mm-hmm. any, like I'm, I am saving this for something that I want, whether it's like clothing or decor or new bedding or something like that. Like something that I really truly want, but it's also like the act of being able to shop and like utilize that gift card. Like I will make sure that I'm using that gift card on a solo trip. And so like, I think it's just the like mm-hmm. a moment to myself, a moment of, you know, just quiet, like mm-hmm. being able to, to set my own agenda on that trip and not have to take care of two ch- like children mm-hmm. or worry that I'm slowing someone down or taking up someone's time. Even if it's, I'm running over there at eight 30 at night after both my kids are in bed, but I have an hour to walk through the store by myself or something. I think it's the the gift card represents the experience for me sometimes. So it's not, it's the recognition of, and maybe the giver didn't even intend this, but it's the recognition of like, here's like a a special thing that you can go and like do on your own. And then also have, you know, some money to spend on something that you want kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it, I always th- I always think of the gift cards as the gift of shopping. Now you have yes. to know your audience. If somebody doesn't yeah. like to shop, then maybe it's right. not for them. But but the Airbnb gift card, they might like to travel. So yeah, the gift of shopping, the gift of Disney, the gift of getting your nails done. Yeah, mm, um, yeah. yeah. all of it. Um, okay, so let's talk then about there are different kinds of really more personal gifts gift exchanges that we're involved in. And Betsy already mentioned the secret Santa, basically the two kinds Mm -hmm. in my mind and chime in if you think there's others, but um, are like the secret Santa and the family you buy for every year, obviously using like Christmas time as a frame of reference. But really to me, the secret Santa thing is for our family, very specific. I don't know, maybe Deb, do you want to talk about what, like what I mean about the secret Santa being different than the gift you give every year? Yeah, I mean, a secret, the Secret Santa for us, I don't know how many of us all together there are now, probably what? like 20 almost. 20, close to 20 of us yeah. all together. And so when we pick names, you know, um, there's that's a lot of people. So it could be a lot of years until mm-hmm. you, that person's name, you get that person's name again. So I think the Secret Santa is fun in that it's a very specific person who you might not be buying gifts for, you know, 
any other time for another 15 years, yeah. honestly, like if, cause we don't give birthday mm-hmm. gifts to everybody in that 20 people. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a very specific kind of thoughtful thought yeah. out gift, I would say. I'm not sure if that's what yeah. you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then like, obviously there's certain people like your significant other, your parents, maybe your grandparents, your siblings that you tend to buy for their birthday, like maybe even multiple times a year, their birthday their And so I guess the, the difference that we kind of had been thinking about or talking about is in our family with the level of extraness to which we go <laughs> with our Christmas kind of traditions, the secret Santa, I think all 20 of us understand, well, maybe with the exception of one person who I won't name, um, <laughs> we all understand like the gravity of it and we all like carry, it carries a weight with mm-hmm. you. Like I mm-hmm. must present this person with the best <laughs> gift they will get this year. Um, right. Whereas like if you're buying for this certain people, multiple times a year, every year, you're not going to knock it out of the park every single time. Like you just won't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like you want to do a good job and it's personal because it's someone obviously you're close enough with that you're buying for them, you know, for their different, their birthdays and holidays, but you can't like, you can't lose sleep over it, over it every time. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But I will lose sleep over the secret Santa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have another opportunity with those people on a short amount of time. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about our extraness and secret Santa <laughs> and our Christmas celebrations in a little bit when Lauren joins us because she's a, a part of all of that insanity too. But the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about was – like let's really get in the weeds and I feel like this is the bulk of the conversation mm-hmm. and and why we brought these specific people on to talk about like how do you approach shopping for those more personal gifts because some people like we said at the beginning it's just they 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 feel stressed they don't feel like they know what to get so we were trying to come up with like a thought process on like we get feedback that we're good gift givers like what does that mean? Why Why are we good at it? Like, what do we do? What's the actual process? What do you think about? What do you do? So that's kind of the question for mom and, and Deb to answer. And we'll, we'll jump into as we see fit. <laughs> well, I would say the, the number one thing is to listen and observe the people. I mean, there's, there's no getting mm-hmm. around that. Like you have to, you have to take notice of what they're, you know, if, if you're, Hmm. trying to give examples that are practical. Like if you're going to be, if I'm going to be buying something for Betsy, like clothing, then I'm going to be watching what, what colors does she like? What, what styles does she like to wear? If, if we talk about a show, we both love, like maybe there's something related to that show I could get her for a holiday, you know, just, you you have to know the person and know what they're into at the time. Um, like mm-hmm. in, in, in some of, sometimes it's still practical though. Like, a, I mean, we want to try to give specific examples so that it, you know, it makes a little more sense. Um, what, when they lived in New York, Amanda's husband, Zach, he plays the bass and he's carrying the bass around New York and he had, his back was hurting him all the time. And so he came to my house a few times and I had like one of those back massagers you can get at Kohl's or anywhere. And he would sit there and use it and be mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, this makes my back feel better. So, 
like I'm filing that away. Like he needs one of these. <laughs> like, yeah. So like Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, or birthday, that's the kind of thing I'm going to get because I know that he's talked about it and he, and he knows that we've talked about it. So it, it makes it a little bit more personal, even though it's a practical gift. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, and the other thing is, well, like listening, like, like AJ saying he heard something you mentioned, Betsy, like whether or not it's something you ever use, like to know that somebody listen to what you yeah. said yeah, and absolutely. remembered it mm-hmm. is like the greatest gift that somebody right. can give, you know, right. like you noticed yeah. this about me and you remembered it about me, mm-hmm. especially for somebody who doesn't feel like they notice every little thing. That's, right. that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and that can but seem, it's a, and, and like she was saying, listening and observing can seem like, Oh, that seems basic, but it's one of those things. It's basic, but it's, in the busyness of busyness of life, a lot of times we don't do that. So I think it's mm-hmm. yeah. Important. Well, and I don't think it's even just the listening and observing, it's the remembering. Like whether mm-hmm. it's having a note in your phone and mm-hmm. after you mm-hmm. observe or listen, like just jotting right. it down somewhere. Or like I know for me, that's the part that I need to do better at. Like I need to just have somewhere to tuck those little notes mm-hmm. away so that when I'm sitting down to order or shop, I have like a, oh, that's right. A reminder of the conversation or the the thing I noticed. Yeah. Right. Um, and th- I actually have an app, like we, you talked about the Christmas list app, which like people can put on what they, w- what gifts they like. I have an app called Santa's bag and it just has a list of all my people and each year it updates, to, like gives me the people mm-hmm. again and I can add or delete. And then it, it actually is tracking the presents. Mm-hmm. It's tracking your budget because you just put it all in there, and it, but you can add like ideas under each mm-hmm. specific person, which is a, mm-hmm. which is great because you won't necessarily remember everything, but you got to do yeah. it when that pops into your head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say that this another thing I would say, and this is basic too, is ask somebody. <laughs> like, like if I'm want to buy something for Betsy, like I can ask her, you know, her husband or her mother like hey do you have any ideas for what i could get betsy like mm-hmm. you know if you, if you know it's somebody that's not going to tell them you asked mm-hmm. but i i think you know like especially i think a lot of times let's be honest it's hard to buy for men a lot mm-hmm. of times so you kind of have to get a little hints from people sometimes like i'll say to amanda like would zach like this like uh, i'll just text mm-hmm. pictures of stuff yes no like and mm-hmm. you know i do that mm-hmm. to deb all the time what do you yes you like this no you know, like decorations, just it's mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. learn stuff about people. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's actually a really good point. It's not just like, it's like in the gift giving process. I haven't really, hadn't really thought about that. Like you start to learn more about the people around you in general, like not even just for the purpose of giving them a gift, but now all of a sudden, like you notice more about that person and I don't know. That's a good point. I just never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and another type of, I would say another type of gifting that is, is traditional gifts. Like you can give every year. Um, when we were growing up, as soon as we got married, our grandmother, instead of buying us like individual presents now, there was a couple, she would buy us the Dickens houses. So every year we just got one Dickens house. And at the time, you know, you're, we were like in our twenties. Like, I don't know that we totally appreciated it, but now we all have like sets of Dickens houses. And every year when I get them out, I'm like, Oh, my grandmother, like, you know, 
you know, yeah. you don't think of someone that's been gone for 20 years that often, mm-hmm. but you're like, great. Now it makes me think of her and it's great. You know, I love it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a way to establish gift giving is if, if you're not sure what to get somebody or just starting traditions like that. Yeah. And it can be little yeah. things like in, in our stockings growing up, my mom always put like, you know, she filled the stocking with different stuff, but we always got a magazine in there. And I, I know, I don't know why Yeah, like, growing up, cool, I just, what, you got a magazine. I don't know. <laughs> but I, you know, when I had kids, I just automatically put a magazine in. Them I, <laughs> so funny because I do <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Too. And, and I think, <laughs> I think at one point was like, nobody's reading these magazines. So I didn't put them in. And Amanda, like almost like that almost ruined Christmas for her. She's like, so I, no I love my magazine every year. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and it, you know, it's just because you know that that person does that same thing every year. I think it means something. And so yeah. that's, you know, it's not about how much you're spending or whatever, but yeah. So, so traditions create traditions in your gift giving. Yeah. My mom um, in our stocking, like she will do gift cards for like both AJ and I and my brother and his wife to the same restaurant so that we can like do a double date oh, nice. every year. That's nice. Fun. Mom, don't give my brother and I gift cards because <laughs> I don't want to go to the same restaurant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And this has been the Something brush. Borrowed podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just give us all harvest. That's the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> another thing in gift giving, I know, like, Betsy, you like the practical gifts, mm-hmm. like you said. But I think sometimes it's nice just to give an adult who's been adulting day in and day out and, you know, have responsibilities. Just give them that childlike moment of some kind of fun something that's like a toy almost like I, I like to, if I can find something to that, even for my like adult sons, that's kind of a toy for them mm-hmm. because we just don't get that in our everyday life. Um, mm-hmm. Amanda, you had an example of this. Well, this is an example too of one where like when you're buying for someone every single year, their birthday, Christmas, like multiple times a year, sometimes you just have to try something. Um and so for my father-in-law's most recent birthday a couple months ago, we just didn't like have anything right on the forefront of our minds. And Zach was stressed because I said, let's get him like a, one of those like adult Lego sets. And he was like, I don't know. My dad doesn't do Legos. Like I don't – I have never seen him do one. I'm like, I know, but your dad likes to build stuff, make stuff, like – And then we decided to get something that had to do with Italy because he's going on a cruise to Italy in a few months. So um, he could like do it and whatever. And it would be a fun like reminder then. So it was like a little Vespa thing. And Zach was so stressed because he was like, I don't know, Amanda, he just doesn't. And I was like, you know what? You just got to try stuff. Like let, like it'll be fun. He'll enjoy it. And even if he doesn't like become a big Lego head, it doesn't mean it was like a, like a loss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he ended up really liking it. He went to the Outer Banks to stay at his brother's house for a week, and him and his brother made the Vespa the whole week together and and had a good time. And I don't know if we'll keep buying him Lego sets or not, but it was a fun thing for him to do on his vacation one time. So it was a success. And you you made a point, too, that I think is important in gift giving. Like, you came up with the the Lego was the kind of the, the whimsical toy 
kind of gift, but you also related it to something else in his life. So he's going to Italy. So you're connecting two things, which really shows that you didn't just go out and grab a Lego set off the, mm-hmm. you know, cause you couldn't mm-hmm. think of anything else. Like even if you're buying somebody a candle, like if you know, you know, if they like Disney, there's Disney scents. You can buy every Disney scent, scented <laughs> candle or like in those same companies sell like Hogwarts candles or something. So yeah. you're still buying, you know, yeah. maybe it's a practical gift or something, but just just give it a little more thought, you know, and it shows mm-hmm. that you really you really thought about the person specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, I would say, category of gifts is handmade gifts, which is ha- like, uh, you know, artsy gifts, but also skilled gifts, which. So I don't our have family any art- is not artistic. <laughs> We're seriously <laughs> lacking in that. Betsy is not, but I don't know the rest of us. But, um, and and the, these are great because it's it's a you're giving your time versus giving money. So if money is an issue, like you said, when you were in college, you didn't have money. If you're putting the time in to do something handmade or share a skill, um, that means a lot to somebody. I know. Deb, you had an example of just wrapping paper that Sammy made for you. Oh, yeah. Well, like, um, yeah, Sammy, Lucas's girlfriend, uh, drew this beautiful picture on just, like, brown wrapping paper uh, that when she gave me a gift recently. I was like, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> like, I cut the, <laughs> the drawing out and saved it. So I mean, there is somebody who is artistic, and that – was just like part of the gift in itself. And I think like yeah. what Beth was saying, it a lot of times we go to crafty and artistic, but um, not all of us are that, uh, but we all have some sort of skill, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, sounds kind of like geeky, but I like to organize things. So let's say, you know, Beth and I have talked about like, oh, okay, well I could give somebody a gift, but say, Hey, I'll come and help you for two hours, organize your closet or something like that. Like everybody has a skill that, and those are practical gifts that I think people would appreciate. Like if, you know, so I think it can be the crafty thing, but it also can be just using your gifts and your skills and you're really giving your time. Like she said. Yeah. Well, and like a good example of this is, you know, you're, you're, in your teens or your twenties and you have an 80 year old grandmother and you're like, you know, I give her chocolates every year. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you give your grandmother an hour to help her with her iPhone, probably (laughs) the greatest gift she's ever going to get because a, she's spending an hour with her, Mm -hmm. you know, grandchild and Mm -hmm. B you're helping her with like actually something she needs help with. Yeah. Like won't cost you a dime, probably be the greatest hour you've had with your grandparent, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's just, there's, there's all kinds of creative ways like she said, to use your skills or your, if you can actually, if you have artistic ability to make gifts. Um, and another, and I think our family is another big category of gift giving we're kind of into right now is giving experiences mm-hmm. because everybody kind of has a lot of the stuff that they need, you know? So mm-hmm. if you can think of an experience that it, you can either share with the person or that you can just give them that, you know, it's something that they love. Yeah. On a, it, it can be like a decent sized gift depending on what it is. Um, obviously games like Sixers games for the guys or mm-hmm. um, shows like we've uh, my mom has given like the, all of the females in the family 
one time she gave us tickets to a Broadway show that we all, I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't for eight months. So like everybody was available, but it was great because we had Zach that to look forward to too. for eight months. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, these are just, you know, well, just yeah, different ideas. Your mom ideas. would want to go to the Sixers, so hey, you can't. Yeah, yeah I stereotypes here. Well, actually, Amanda is going to the Sixers with us, too. Yeah. Soon. Um, but, in fact, Debbie picked my name last year at Christmas, and do you want to explain what you got me? Well, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I've grown There's up. That's a funny her. story here, too. Yes, I've grown up with Beth my whole life, and I never knew she had, like, this or maybe she started watching a show, I think, that had mm-hmm. horses in it. Heartland. Heartland. Yeah. And so I kind of heard through the grapevine she's had this love for horses that I was unaware of. And <laughs> so I was like, hmm. I knew um, enough about Disney to know that they did, they could, there was something in Disney where you could ride horses. And so um, I looked into that a little bit and I thought, oh, well, that would be cool when she, because I knew she was going to Disney. I was like, that would be cool to get her a ride, um, to be able to ride a horse in Disney. And I knew that it was like, because it was Disney, they took care of you. They weren't just going to like set you out on a horse and like see you later. <laughs> so I knew she'd be willing to do it because I didn't want her to get injured because that wouldn't be a good gift. <laughs> um, but I, interestingly enough, I texted Amanda and was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting your mom this for Christmas. Do you think she would want to do it? And Amanda was like, Actually, I was thinking of getting her that for Christmas, too. So we were kind of on the same. We're like one brain. Right. So I was like, well, that's a good gift. Sorry, I'm getting it. So, yeah. So that was, I just knew that she might not necessarily do that herself. I thought that would be a cool experience mm-hmm. for her to do. So, yeah. It was. And those were good horses to, to learn on because they know exactly what they're doing. And you can't, yeah. you, they pretend, you pretend like you're moving them, but they're like, no, this is where we're going. Right. Yeah. So I it. it was a good gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, these different categories we talked about, like we, like we said, there's different price points and there's ways to spend, you know, different price points on money, uh, uh, different amounts of money on things. But sometimes the best gifts aren't, you don't even realize how good they are. Um, Amanda actually gave my sister a gift. Which is kind of oh. funny. Oh. oh, I picked um, mom and Deb have another sister, my Aunt Sharon, and I picked her name for Christmas a couple years back when I lived in New York. And somehow a few months prior to that, I guess she had been in New York and there was this pizza shop right near our apartment. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best pizza I've ever tasted. Like she couldn't get over it. So when I was trying to think of what to get her for Christmas, Zach and I were like, do you think we could bring a whole pizza home from New York <laughs> for her? And that's exactly what we did. We like had to like rush home from work, get ready to like take a bus, or I guess we drove, drive home, and like stop and get a pizza really quickly and make sure it's fresh. <laughs> but like when when her name came up, it was time for me to give her her gift. I was like walking to the kitchen and getting the pizza, like that's just a great moment that <laughs> everyone was like, oh my gosh, you brought a pizza from New York. And she was extremely happy. I remember that. <laughs> and yeah, it didn't, you know, like it didn't cost much. So yeah. yeah. That's fun. She's like the queen of getting food gifts too. So <laughs> didn't she get the sugar cookies from Cake yeah. and Cup? And- <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Thematic. 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if there's any other. Oh, the, the other kind of category that I mentioned earlier that I feel like I tend to buy a lot of gifts in this category is sort of like a nostalgic gift or like mom mm. had said, like something that you have in common with the person. And that made me think of Betsy and I had kind of a funny gift experience in the last year where we both bought each other the same shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> because yeah. there's a specific podcast called the podcast that we both love and we both like pay for their Patreon and it was like a Patreon mm-hmm. only shirt. And instead of buying ourselves a shirt, we had each bought, bought each, other each other a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's always like a, like when Deb texted me and was like, had the same idea for my mom, I was like, I know that this was a great idea. And like when we bought each other the same thing, I was like, I know this is a good gift. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a successful moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone has any other like categories or thoughts on like things that to think about for good ideas for personal gifts. The other kind of thing we talked about touching on here is like if there are specific personality types or love languages or Enneagram types that you've bought for in the past and maybe the kind of things you think about for those types of person or even different like kind of categories of people like a 20-something male or an 80-something grandmother or whatever. Yeah, Thoughts well, I or th- examples. Go ahead. I think one like as far as like types of people, I know um, – you know, a lot of times people say, well, as people get older, it's harder to figure out what to get them because they have what they need and maybe they're getting rid of stuff in their home. They're downsizing. And mm-hmm. it's like, what do you get somebody like that? Like, that's hard. Like, they're trying to get rid of things and now we're just giving them the same things. Like, how many times can you give a grandmother slippers? You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. she's like, okay, I have enough slippers. Um, I mean, if but, you haven't done it yet, though, that's a great place <laughs> try. Yeah. But um, one of the things that... Uh, I think that we've talked thought a lot about is like if maybe older people in our family, like January can be like kind of a depressing month, right? Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like Christmas and we all love it or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's just cold. It gets dark early. And so we're like, what can we do to kind of brighten like January for in the lack of a better word <laughs> for mm-hmm. um, people in our family, especially maybe older people who aren't going to be going out as much because of weather and things. And so one mm-hmm. simple thing that um, I, I think it was Beth maybe got last year for our mom was uh, it was a puzzle a month and it was just every month there was a puzzle that had the name of the month and it had like a cool, pretty picture for that month. And my mom likes to do puzzles, our mom, but she doesn't like them to be too difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Like too many pieces, but these puzzles, but she literally, like I was there yesterday. I actually took a picture of it. Cause like, I have to show you guys. She had December's out and she was starting it already. And so that was like a, a small thing. But I guess what I'm saying is like, when you have a person in mind, don't always just get what you think, oh, they're older, so you have to get them a blanket. You know what I mean? Like, try to mm-hmm. do what would be a gift of anticipation. Like, what can they look forward to? Another thing we did um, for our mom is, like, we knew in, in January, like, oh, she wanted to redo her bathroom. Well, we couldn't pay for her to redo her whole bathroom, but we could get her towels and, like, a picture mm-hmm. and a couple little things. Mm-hmm. We all went together and got different pieces. And that gave her something fun to do in January when she was home and it was cold. And so Mm -hmm. I think like looking at, you know, 
people in their, you know, different ages. Like there's, there's fun things that you can do. Obviously buying kids toys are always fun. Kids are fun because they get mm-hmm. excited, but like really thinking through the personality of people, you know, who are maybe older and what you can do to help create some yeah. good gifts for them. I'm not sure if that's what you're mm-hmm. looking for, Amanda, but I, I think that No, was, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. I think too, just to jump in here, I, I actually just told a friend all about this the other day. Um, and I don't even remember how it came to mind, but Amanda, you gave me, I don't, I'm sure you remember this. Um, the year that AJ and I got engaged, obviously you knew we were getting engaged for Christmas, mm-hmm. like at Christmas Eve. And that Christmas you gave me a, uh, bus ticket to New York to come and like spend mm-hmm. the day in New York with you. And I was just telling uh, Kristen, my friend Kristen and I were together on Saturday and I was telling her that like, that was like the moment that I was like, okay, I think Amanda maybe doesn't hate me. <laughs> like if she's, if she wants me to come and spend like a day with her because up until that point I was like, I don't know. I think she doesn't like me that much or like this she's is very protective a, of her brothers. Yeah, yeah. She's very protective of her brother. And Not so, that they need it. I was finally like accepted, but anyway, um, and (laughs) though the day turned out to be very bizarre, that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, Not the way we planned. It was just like a very meaningful gift because it didn't just say like, Hey, come spend the day with me. It was like, Mm -hmm. it meant more than that. And I think like when you can think about gifts that maybe don't just like maybe have more um, impact and like relationship mm-hmm. building opportunity and like mm-hmm. um, just opportunity to, to spend time with someone. Um, yeah. That's meaningful too. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you kind of mentioned about the experiences earlier, mom, but it, and you like, you, you said it, but like definitely if, you, if it's someone you want to like build a relationship with or someone that you don't get a lot of one-on-one time planning an experience you can do together is really special. Well, and I think that too totally plays into love languages. Like the thing that comes Mm -hmm. to mind for me last year for Christmas, I gave AJ, we, I gave him a cooking class. Like we went and did a cooking class together in January. And we just said recently, Oh, we should make that a yearly tradition. Like Mm -hmm. we should just plan a date night in January every year and just go pick a cooking class to do. And that was not only his like personality type, he loves to cook and he's very like technical with cooking. And I, so I knew that environment and like a class format would be something that he would thrive and love. But it was also that, hey, we're going to do this together because his love language is quality time. And so giving him that gift of, I've carved out this evening, we're going to go and do this together, um, kind of hit two of those points. Yeah, really. And and a similar type one I kind of had jotted down was uh, for a recent Mother's Day, I think it was. We took my mother-in-law to like a flower designing workshop and it was mm-hmm. kind of like like mom you mentioned earlier to like a multi-tiered thing. One, it was something where we got to spend time with her, but it was also like calling out something we saw in her. Like, you know, she's been a boy mom her whole life and now mm-hmm. she recently retired and like we see like you're creative and, you know, you mm-hmm. are artistic and like now you have the time for this. And so now she like has – made like floral designs for like a bridal shower for a relative and different stuff. And so like when you can like recognize something in someone too, that's always special. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if anyone has anything else they want to say here or if you want to move to like kind of the practical advice quickly. I don't know. Unless you like, what are the other, I mean, that's a quality time. Spend time with people. What about the other love languages? I don't know. What are they? There's only quality like, time. Well, obviously oh. receiving gifts. That's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, attaching then, like, or what is that like? Physical, physical touch. touch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Words of affirmation yeah. and access. But like service. serving, like, yeah. yeah. So do something for them. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand those people, so I can't. I don't either. <laughs> Debbie's words of affirmation, right? So yes, what would you say is a gift that relates to words of affirmation? Well, like I had a friend who, um, Lisa Ness, who um, I've been friends with for years. Like she got me this jar one year and like literally made these little stars. Like I still she have this one for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then wrote things on them. And I was like. That's amazing, actually. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That mm-hmm. someone would spend the time, first of all, to do that, but then she would just wrote encouraging things in them or whatever. And so mm-hmm. like that that's very for somebody who's a words of affirmation to have something that they can read like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And um for but in all seriousness for physical touch, also like if I understand the concept, I understand in concept, I don't understand in practice, but like massages, Mm -hmm. getting your nails done or a pedicure, like it doesn't actually have to be romantic touching. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? Did we say five of them? Acts of service. Gifts. Oh, gifts. Yes. That's easy. (laughs) That one's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to like take five minutes, well, probably not even five minutes, five seconds to talk about kids specifically. Cause I do have a personal philosophy on kid gift giving mm-hmm. that I'm willing to share publicly. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Which is in an ideal scenario, I go for a trifold gift for children, something that they can eat because that's immediate gratification, which a kid needs. Something cute for them to wear because that's for their parent mm-hmm. um, and for you. <laughs> and third, <laughs> something fun to play with. So those are my like general core things. I don't every single time get all three of those things, but um, I tend to try to kind of get. And like those sometimes you buy them a ball pit and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my trifold gift giving um, <laughs> right there. And t- typically, yes, it goes a little bit more extra than that for me. I have like, I'm like, what would my budget be to buy myself things for the year? I will slash that in half and spend it all on gifts Aww. for my niece and nephews because um, I just, that's just fun for me and what I enjoy. Um, I know like, Deb, I was thinking when I was growing up, you always gave the gift of like one-on-one time with you, mm-hmm. which is really special for a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I think I always like to like take you to get your nails done or just do something real fun like that. And yeah, I think our mom was a great example of that. I remember when like, I don't know if you remember Amanda, but like when you guys were little, she would 
I think she, that's where she helped to instill like a love mm-hmm. for gift giving. Like even if she took you to the dollar store or wherever yeah. she took you, she'd give you money to like get your parents a gift or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's interesting because kids have love languages too. I think even as they're young, you yeah. start to see like how that starts to frame out. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. also, it's buying gifts, but it, it's also like making things or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that is kind of such a neat thing. And I know as a kid, like I was exci- as excited to give my sister's gifts as I was to even get the gifts, you yes. know? And so mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's neat. I agree with that. I think so many kids like people aren't teaching them to exercise that muscle. And Betsy, even like this past weekend, you were shooting a wedding and we were at the mall with Lincoln and I was saying to Lincoln in the, in the mall, Lincoln, I need to buy Theo a present for Christmas. Can you help me pick something out for Theo? And then Mm -hmm. he was like, I think he would like this. And I was like, I don't know, Lincoln, like what does Theo like? And he was like, buzz. And then he's looking for something with Mm -hmm. buzz. And like, I was thinking about that because like, you said my, you know, grandmother used to take us shopping for like the dollar store for a gift for like our parents or whatever. And yeah, so it's twofold. It's like one, it's fun to pick out gifts for kids, but it's also fun to instill the love of gift giving in kids and get them thinking about it. Um, because they can, like they really can, Mm -hmm. um, get excited about it. And I'm also like a personal pet peeve is like, don't give kids gifts on another kid's birthday. Like let them get excited about seeing someone else get a gift. And, but in terms of like, I was saying about you, Deb, giving like the gift of time to me as a kid, as if you have a kid in your life, a niece or nephew or something, Mm -hmm. or even your own kid who has siblings, especially they don't get a lot of one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. So anytime you can mm-hmm. give a niece or nephew or whatever, like one-on-one time, it's like very, very special. So our mm-hmm. niece for her birthday that just happened, we're taking her to like an hour long play for kids here. And like, I knew she didn't really understand the concept of what I was talking about, but I was like, uncle Zach and I are taking you and no brothers are allowed. <laughs> and she was like, lit up her face lit up because she's got two little brothers hanging off of her all day every day so I don't know I just think it's fun to like be just as thoughtful when it comes to kids because they do have likes and dislikes they do have love languages they have desires and needs that are real and like it's really fun to give them something special like that um it's also fun to pick out like cute stuff for little kids let's be honest yeah (laughs) Um, anyway, that was my TED talk on kid gift giving. <laughs> so in general, quickly, we had like practical advice. If you have any practical advice you want to throw out about stores or sites you like to shop at or how you organize your gift giving, budgeting. Mom, you already mentioned like one app, but if there's any other stores or apps or anything you want to sh- shout out. I mean, I I think some of it depends on what kind of gifts, but obviously regular stores that I'd say I like Zulily, although Mm -hmm. that's like a website that used to be really good prices. Now I feel like it's, it's blown up. So it's, you can get really, you can get high end stuff for good prices, but not necessarily everything, but that's worth looking at. And then obviously Amazon has a lot, but 
don't know. I mean, as far as stores, Home Goods, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, all good price points. Targets, Col- Target, Coles. Well, I, uh, I actually have a caveat about Target. I have a strict like I will not buy clothing for my nieces or nephews from Target because right. they already ha- like most people are going to shop seen there. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. It, it's yeah. I agree. Another good website is Box Lunch, which we've kind of discovered in the last year. This mm-hmm. is for Disney um, people. It's not just as <laughs> they have all kinds of categories of like pop culture. There's tons of yeah. like mm-hmm. anime stuff. There's tons of mm-hmm. uh, Harry Potter stuff, all, all kinds like on their websites, even more than their stores, yeah. um, which I just found out it's owned by Hot Topic. So mm-hmm. yeah, Hot Topic um, has a lot of that stuff too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if you're looking for that, Okay, I'm I, I'm just gonna buy them a shirt. I always or I always buy a sweater. But if you can get them a Hogwarts sweater, if that's what they're into, yeah. you know, it's a little more personal. Like so, those kinds of places. And and a lot of those websites now will have like sections like gifts for men or gifts for women. You know, if you're if you're have no idea, just just browse those things and things will pop into your head. Like you'll be like, oh, this is a nice idea. The other thing I I think it's practical is put things in your cart and then leave it there. Because suddenly it'll be on sale in a day or two. Like you'll get an email from that company. Oh, this just went on sale, which is obviously like a ploy of theirs. But hey, if you can get it for 10, 20% cheaper, why not? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So put things in your cart. <laughs> um, Anyone else stores or apps or anything that you like? I mean, we mentioned the two apps that I use. Uh, if, if other people, hey, if you can go on something barred pod Instagram and give us ideas of stores to check mm-hmm. out or apps yeah. that we should be using. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm an old pen and paper kind of gal. I have a little <laughs> list. Of right. All then you're my probably not real. Are you really budgeting then? Cause like I do write I, how much w- the gift was. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't add it up. So like, that's why I need the app. Cause it adds it for me. And then yeah. I can see on the kid front, mm-hmm. I'll throw out a, a couple of quick specific stores that I like just for fun. Well, obviously shop Disney. That goes without saying. I live right next to a Disney outlet. So <laughs> shout yeah. out to Lancaster. Yeah. Um, but like, I like to get themed gifts for kids too. Like, so the first year of my niece's life, I bought everything Dumbo for her. So like she has a baby Dumbo outfit and like a baby Dumbo doll, whatever, things like that. But I really like um, for clothing for like little, little kids, Quincy May and Riley and crew, they're like related stores. This is just my own like bougie love for shopping for kids stuff. And then I also love Cuddle and Kind dolls, mm-hmm. which are um, stuffed animals. So I don't, cute. I bought them for all of my other, my niece and nephews on my other side, but I did not buy them for your kids, Betsy, because you're not a, I thought she were not a stuffed animal person, but now <laughs> there are three kids. Like they sent me a picture of each, all three of them holding their cuddling kind. Um, and now like Charlie's seven, she's had hers for years and Penn's yeah. two and they each have one and like they're each a different character and they're also a give back model. So like mm-hmm. um, they're hand knit dolls and like when you buy one, they, they like half the money or something goes to uh, meals for people who need meals so that's also a nice aspect if you can do if you can get something that also gives back it's it's you know yeah. maybe worth the extra couple bucks um okay so final sort of category is presentation mm-hmm. so um 
I guess, Debbie, I'm assuming you will want to talk about this a little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, I guess I love the presentation of a gift as much as the gift inside. So like I said earlier, I'm not I don't consider myself a crafty person, but I do like to wrap gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And probably we've had good friends for years who are what I would consider the expert wrapper, <laughs> gift wrappers. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, they do like a, a gift wrapping party every year that we all go to, which is super fun. That's like mm-hmm. a really fun idea. If like you have a, like a small group of friends that you, you want to get together at mm-hmm. Christmas, but you want to do something while you're together. Like they always have great food. And then we, we all bring our gifts. A lot of times we'll bring them wrapped, sometimes not. But then we kind of like decorate them at this party mm-hmm. with ribbon and, well, just about anything you can hawk glue. Hawk glue. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's ever gotten a gift from me knows that there's probably hot glue on it. So it, it will not be hot at that point, but yeah. just be careful as you rip it apart. But to me, it's like, it's, it's again, just showing your like love for the person by wrapping it yeah. in a fun way. And mm-hmm. um, I think you can, you can get as thematic with that as you want, you know, like mm-hmm. um, if you know somebody likes a certain sports team, you could get the wrapping paper of that sports team. It doesn't have yeah. to just be red and green because it's Christmas. It yeah. can be all different. Um, but that's just kind of become a fun thing for us yeah. as friends to do every year. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just think it's fun to get a neatly wrapped gift. It doesn't have to be anything super expensive inside. But it again, goes back to that, like we talked about earlier, just thinking about that person as you're you know, giving them the gift. So yeah, presentation, I think, is important. And it's fun. Yeah. And And even like, oh, sorry, even like, um, gift cards, like your mom was saying earlier, like, you can give a gift card, but you can still like, wrap it or put it in a bag and do something cool on the bag. So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And mom, we had talked about kind of like another element of presentation. And like an example of something you had gotten me before. The concert tickets? I mean, there wasn't really presentation. I just gave it to you late in the day, right? That's what you mean? Yeah. You built anticipation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I was trying to do that. I guess I was. Well, I think you were. <laughs> she it wanted was to when go I was to Jonas Brothers concert. Technically, like it was Nick Jonas and the administration, but okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she wanted tickets, and I, I guess I decided not to give them to her, like, in the morning when they opened their presents, and then going, you know, going to, like, the grandparents' house and still didn't give it to her. And then, like, later in the evening, I think I said to you, let's go over to the house quick, just the yeah. two of us. Yeah. And then I gave it to her. Yeah. So it was, like, you can definitely – the presentation can be about – the way it looks, <laughs> which is something I love. It can also be about the way you hand it mm-hmm. to the person, the thing you mm-hmm. say, the thing you do. Oh, there's one specific question that I was talking about uh, with Zach and finding out is not normal. But before we get into that, I want to welcome – I'm already getting goobery. I want to <laughs> welcome <laughs> – You got <Lauren> energy <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> Very special guest <laughs> of every month. Our resident advice giver, advice, advice giver, <laughs> and all around life guru, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren! <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello. What a intro. 
<laughs> okay, so Lauren, we're just going to jump you right into the conversation where we're at because we're, we're about to kind of talk about pomp and circumstance of giving gifts okay. on Christmas. But if I said, if I hand you a gift, this is a, I'm going to see if you get this right. If I hand you a gift and it has okay. multiple packages, what's the first thing you say to me? Um, is there an order? Yeah, is there an order? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Which one should I open first? Which one should I open first? Yeah, so this is definitely something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely a thing in our family, but apparently not other people. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but that's another element of presentation. Like, I like to wrap things separately. So it stacks in a little pile and with a little ribbon Mm -hmm. and it looks pretty that way. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, tell them to open like the best gift last. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's part Mm -hmm. of presentation. Yeah. Because it's tragic if someone starts to open the wrong, like they're opening the best gift first. I get like. Or if they like all go together, but like one will give away the big part. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's, it's essential to gift giving. (laughs) That there be an order. (laughs) But I don't know who wants to kind of take lead on explaining how we, how we kind of have pomp and circumstance surrounding the whole Christmas gift opening process. Mom, Deb. Well, we, I mean, we all sit in the the same room. Everybody has a chair. And then I think Lauren usually is in charge of handing out the gifts because she's the youngest. Right, you usually hand them out, and but Lucas is. We always open the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's laying out in order. You're a team. One yes, one are. present at a time. Like we uh, are strict believers <laughs> in one present at a time because we all want to see what each person got. Yeah. So that's number one. Like that. That. That's always how we've done it. And yeah, then, there's none of the chaos. Even when we were little kids in mom's house opening on Christmas morning, there is not like everyone's ripping open packages. There's one person opening at a time. And everybody's watching. Because we want to see what each other got. You know, I, I think that's nice. And then when somebody opens their present, we all clap, right. usually. <laughs> Which <laughs> sounds very chant. creepy, but it's not. <laughs> Sometimes there's a chance. It's pretty rowdy. It's not just like a golf clap. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) It is because, well, first of all, I also think the thing of one person opening at a time goes back to the conversation about like instilling in kids the, like, like appreciating or being like happy for someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just about you ripping up on a gift. It's about oh look like. AJ's also got something yeah. fun that he's excited about, mm-hmm. and that yeah. makes me happy right. too. Um, yeah. Definitely. I don't my, know, Lauren. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite stories of us all opening gifts was the year a bunch of us got tickets to Lay Miz. And yeah. every, do you remember that? Do you remember? Yeah. Every time one somebody opened their tickets, um, our sister Sharon started the song like Red and Black or whatever they sing in that, uh-huh. and it was just funny. <laughs> So that just makes it more fun, you know, if people are all into it. So right. I can't, I, I always think about that every time I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Lauren, I was going to ask you if you could think of any specific chants we've done. <laughs> See, poor Samuel's first year. It's also I don't know. The lame is one. Yeah, Samuel's first year definitely sticks out. <laughs> 
Gluten-free, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Santa's gluten-free, and we all cheered gluten-free every time you opened the gift. So apologies (laughs) to Sam. (laughs) We are inclusive. (laughs) That was before I won gluten-free. I didn't understand. But yeah, it's just like, it's a way for everyone to kind of have fun and we have all these like weird memories like we're talking about from doing that of things we cheered about or I don't know. Um, when somebody new has come into the family, them opening like their first gift with our family mm-hmm. is always like a mm-hmm. pomp and circumstance. Um, we're excited for that. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I mean, is there anything else mm-hmm. anyone wants to say just about the general vibe of our well? I think our our Christmas traditions start on Thanksgiving because on Thanksgiving, first of all, we pick names. Mm -hmm. So that's when we pick our names. And then also everybody gets an advent calendar with chocolate in it. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know why that's another thing. Like our mom started when we were little and it's continued. And Mm -hmm. I think everybody likes it just because it's a tradition, not because the chocolate's good, but (laughs) no. So, (laughs) so just stuff like that. Just keep traditions going. Yeah, and that's all. I mean, that's all really a testament to Grammy and her. I mean, she'll say she does nothing or she offers nothing, but I mean, she's obviously created an environment in the culture <laughs> where one, everyone's welcome. Any of us who've had significant others or whatever come in, picture, you know, they're a part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, we have these traditions and everyone, I don't know. It's just, that's definitely because of her. So yeah, for sure. Um, and okay. So tying into our like weirdness, I was theorizing that the reason that we have this weird pomp and circumstance with the clapping is the chant in the chanting as that we all feel uncomfortable <laughs> being on the <laughs> spot and like opening a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is where we thought we would talk to Lauren about how to handle like feeling uncomfortable in those types of environments. Gift anxiety. Um, basically we all social anxiety, right? Um, that's basically what it is. We don't want to be evaluated and looked at and all that. Um, but there's, you know, I still have my three takeaways for us. Those of us that don't like to be stared at while we open things. My three takeaways today are going to be transparency, avoid avoiding, and follow-up. Okay, so number one is transparency. I think people only respond negatively when they feel like someone's being inauthentic, right? Like if you're like trying to open something and like even if you don't like it and you're like, oh, I love it. Like that's when people are like, what are you doing? Like that's when they're going to like have like weird, that's when there's going to be weirdness in the room. Right. Like, but if you're like right from the beginning, like, especially if you're around a new family, like maybe a new partner's family or something, like I would just be like, I'm awkward about opening presents. I want to tell you that in advance before we even start just transparent there. And then when you're doing it, be transparent. Like this is kind of weird for me, you know, but then also it's like being transparent, being honest, like, even if you open something and you're like, oh, I would never pick this out. Like, how am I supposed to react right now? 
be authentic with what you say, right? Like you can be like, I so appreciate that you thought of me with this, right? Like you don't have to like come up with some major thing to say that's like going to change the world. Just like be honest. Like I'm sure you are appreciative that they thought of you and got that and stuff. So just like, you know, in general, be transparent with like, this is going to be awkward and I'm awkward. And then when you open it, just say things that are authentic and then you, there should be less weirdness for you to deal with in general. Mm -hmm. So that takeaway number one is transparency. Takeaway number two, avoid avoiding. This is what anxiety wants us to do is avoid what we get anxious about. But the more you avoid it, the worse it's going to be when you have to do it. So, you know, you have to think about some people express their love through giving gifts, right? Like you don't want to keep saying to people like, oh, don't get me anything. Don't like, especially a partner or something like that. If they want to get you something, don't like shut it down just because you don't want to react to it, right? Like that might be how they're showing you their love for you, whatever it is, right? And then also just like in the moment with avoiding I feel like the chanting and stuff like that, that's not like avoiding. It's just like kind of bringing a fun energy to it. But sometimes I think when we're awkward about opening presents, we'll kind of almost like do something else. Like we'll have a side conversation mm -hmm. as we're opening it to like just take the attention away from it. But yeah. ultimately someone went through the time and like energy to get you that. And you don't want to like seem like, oh, I don't even care about this. Cause it's not that you don't care. It's just that you don't want to be awkward and weird. So if you're transparent about it from the beginning. And then you just open it, just get through it. It's going to take a few seconds. Like you can do it. So don't avoid it just because like you don't want the reactions about it. Yeah. And then number three, follow up. That's probably my biggest one on this. With like gift giving, sometimes people like feel like they need to have a big reaction in the moment. It's like, oh, if my partner gives me this thing, I have to like cry because I'm so happy about it or whatever. And I'm not like a crier. Like, what am I going to do? Or my grandma gave me this thing and she wanted me to like have this big reaction. I didn't know what to do. It's more about what you do after, right? Like if mm -hmm. your grandma gave you a shirt, make sure you wear it the next time you see her, right? Like she wants to yeah. see it on you. She wants to feel like, Oh, like she's going to use this thing, right? Like whatever it is for you, if it's like, Oh, post on Instagram a week later, like this present was so great. Like, thanks so much. Or if it's like texting them the next day, like can't tell you how much that gift meant to me, right? Like it doesn't have to be an in the moment thing if you follow up in some way, right? Like people who give you gifts, like this is not always true, but like usually care about you and wanted to give it to you because they thought you would appreciate it. And, you know, they, you know, it's easier to just like follow up on that. But like, I actually am using this. Look, it's in my kitchen and I'm using it right now to cook dinner rather than like, oh my God, like thank yeah. you so much in the moment. And then like never using it, right? They want yeah. to see that you liked it and are using it. So following up is probably my biggest one this one like if you're anxious in the moment kind of follow up later yeah. so those are my three takeaways for us awkward gift openers is transparency avoid avoiding and follow up this is like this kind of seems like an oddly like specific and weird question but I actually think where it becomes most relevant in your life timeline is like when you're getting married like um if you're gonna be in like a like a shower for you or like a baby shower or bridal shower, that's when you have a lot of people staring yeah. at you <laughs> and you're supposed to be opening gifts that you already know what they are because you picked them out. And then there's always people in the bunch who you know that, you know, second cousin or that whoever 
needs to be needs like, you know, personalized attention about the thing. And then that if you're already someone with social anxiety, that can be a very stressful situation. Like I handled my bridal shower horribly. I know that because I just didn't like, I didn't want to do that part. Like getting up and being like, thanks everyone. Like, and unfortunately when it's a bigger scenario like that, you can't always avoid it being people that like know where you're coming from. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that this, this is like really great advice, especially when right. you're going through those kinds of seasons of life and like those situations are unavoidable and you you are grateful, but like you just don't know how to express it. <laughs> but even aside from that, a separate kind of thing, as you were talking, I was thinking about like, really it kind of applies to a lot of your advice you know, that you were saying kind of applies just generally to feeling like social anxiety in those situations. Like I can remember first to being, you know, around Zach's family when we were first dating and like he has a very large extended family. I mean, their Thanksgiving would have 50 plus people at it. And I, that was very stressful for me. And like they didn't necessarily know that about me. And I feel like I could have saved a lot of uncomfortableness if I would have just been like, I'm like said to his parents, you know, I'm so nervous. Like I don't want to be in this situation or, Hey, I'm not really a hugger. <laughs> like those kinds yeah. of conversations up front. And then like you said, like sending a text afterward, like, Oh, the food was great. I had such a nice time because if you are uncomfortable in the moment, they might think, oh, she hates us or this and that. And if you could just follow up and say, I know like I'm awkward, but I really did have a great time. Like that kind of follow up matters a lot. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like as someone who's not an introvert, like that advice is just so great because that situation can be uncomfortable for anyone, no matter your personal personality type. Like it's just not comfortable to have everybody's eyes on you and feel that pressure and expectation of like, I need to react a certain way. So yeah. Yeah. Well done as always, Lauren. As always. <laughs> um, and so I don't know, Lauren, if you remember that we talked about and this. Go ahead. My final piece oh. of advice though <laughs> is that bridal showers just don't open the presents. They're, actually, no one cares. <laughs> They're all pots and pans. Like no one <laughs> really just don't (laughs) literally this is what i'm saying but nothing's worse than a baby shower lauren like do you want to see someone open a breast pump Mm -hmm. no no one Mm -hmm. wants to see that also (laughs) your insurance should be providing one of those for you so don't put it on your registry thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) um lauren i don't remember if you like remember talking about this before but now um i we were going to let you and Deb also talk about in the context of our gift giving conversation, the two of you have a very special kind of um, thing that you do at the end of our Christmas. That is a great kind of general gift giving idea. Um, So I don't know if one of you wants to kind of explain about that a little. Well, maybe I'll talk about the origin and then I'll let you talk. Yeah, we don't have a good name for it. So I'll just say that right up front. But um, a special name. Yeah, yeah. Um, A number of years ago, it was like probably over 20 years ago now. um, My dad, our dad, Beth and myself and our other sister, Sharon, 
He um, had Parkinson's. Uh, he had it for 14 years before he passed away. And I remember one Christmas, I was literally in the grocery store. I can remember it specifically. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, we, we have fun giving gifts because we do. Um, but like, I just felt like, but I, I should like, there's a, I just love the people that I'm with and I should like try to express that to them. But like, I'm not always the best, like on the fly up, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not, maybe it's my number nine in me a little bit. Like I think the thing, but I don't actually say it always. And so I just remember being like, man, I wish I could like tell people like what they mean to me, you know, even when I'm giving them a gift. And so I just like was walking down the grocery in the grocery store and I was like, what could I get everybody in my family? Well, I know I couldn't, you know, I couldn't afford to get them all like a big gift, but um, I thought, well, I could give them a box of cereal. I guess actually the first year I did candles, but I was like, I can give everybody one small gift. And so um, that was kind of the origin of it. And maybe Lauren, I'll let you take it from there and explain like what we do every year with that one thing. So I'll let you explain the details of it. But that was the origin. It was just that I wanted to kind of express to people in my life what they meant to me. Because that's what I feel like gift giving can do. I didn't even know that was like the origins of it, actually, to be honest. But um, Mm -hmm. so that happened and the thingy thing was born. That's what we call it because we just never named it. Yeah. And so um, practically speaking, how it works is just that each year – the person who is in charge of the thingy thing, which uh, had historically always been Deb, but in recent years um, has been passed on to Lauren. They pick a category of items for that year and then a specific thing within that category that reminds them of a particular person. So candles um, are a great example Um you would come up with like, so in our family, you'd buy 20 different candles and then you'd go through the different names, the different scents, and you would decide what, what, like you would assign a person to each of those candles and figure out why that specific candle reminds them of you. Other examples like Deb mentioned were uh, like boxes of cereal, um, hand sanitizers. Last year, Lauren did Marvel characters because um, the Disney store had like a box of 20 different little tiny um, Marvel action figure little plastic toys. And so she assigned a superhero to each member of the family and talked about, you know, their traits and why it, you know, connected them to that specific character. So it's just like a very sweet way to notice different character traits in people and like Deb said tell them the things that sometimes we don't always you know verbalize until maybe you know it's too late and so it's just a really it's a really special time and the way that we always end our time together as a family on Christmas yeah this is true (laughs) and sometimes it, it can be funny you know what I mean and sometimes it's real It can be real heartwarming, I guess is the word, you know, like, um, because we all go through different things in life. So every year for each of us is different. And, you know, sometimes through the thingy thing, like we taught, we kind of articulate that a little bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, 
honestly, I can tell you for the rest of my life, AJ will be Mr. Goodbar because when he was like, <laughs> when he was a little kid, I, I got him Mr. Goodbar because he was just always chill and just was great to all of his little cousins. And he was Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> so there's not, you know, every time I see it in the store, I think of him. And so I just think it, yeah. it's just kind of a cool thing. And it does, like I said, it doesn't cost a lot of money, but, um, you know, they say a lot of times, like, yeah. bring your funeral talk into the into the days of your live your life, you know. And so, why yeah. should we wait to say the good things to people? Yeah. Why don't yeah. yeah? Why don't we say them now? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is an example of something that can be really inexpensive. And so, if you're working with a small budget, but you want to give someone something meaningful, you can find a way to do something like this. Um, and like, also kind of like you were saying that like sometimes, you know, you're going to pick something and it's going to kind of be like maybe um, like a funny reason, like, like Theo was a baby last year and he was Ant-Man because mm-hmm. like, I think, cause he was, he's little, he's a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. And then sometimes it's going to be like a general trait that, you know, mm-hmm. makes you think of that person. Like, um, I'm trying to think of something, but I can't. Like somebody's something that might make you think about them being like, <laughs> like fruity pebbles. <laughs> no, like um, if if it's somebody who's like very organized, maybe the thing has to do with that, and that's sort of a general trait that they always have. But then, like you sort of mentioned, Deb, sometimes something specific is happening in that person's life that you also mm-hmm. might want to call. And I'll always remember, I mean, I must have been like literally five years old, but I always remember that the year that my dad's father passed away, like whatever you, Deb, you gave mm-hmm. him, like you talked about like him walking through that and how, mm-hmm. you know, how he handled that and then how that related to the item you picked out for him. Or maybe like when Betsy was a new mom, that's mm-hmm. something you want to kind of say, this is something about, you know, this year that makes me think of mm-hmm. you or whatever. Um, yeah. And then also the other thing I wanted to point out about this is it's not just necessarily like Christmas because um, when our grandfather, your dad passed away, this was something that you brought, you know, the, the funeral talking to the funeral. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you gave each of us an item that had been his and, mm-hmm. and called out like something about from him that you saw in each of us, which is really special. And on the flip side, like at my wedding rehearsal for everyone, all the relatives and but wedding party members, rather than just giving just a generic gift to everyone, like I use that opportunity to to do a thing like this and give everyone a candle and explain what mm-hmm. you know I loved about them and and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of different uses for this mm-hmm. type of thing. And it's something that you'll never, you'll never regret having said those Mm-mm. words to people now. Right. So I guess that sort of wraps up our discussion on our family Christmas. So Lauren, if we can let you go, go about your business, but that was great as always. Thank you so much. So the last thing to wrap up this conversation is um, if you have some examples of the best or a couple of the best gifts each of you have ever given. Well, 
this was a, like a gift I, I, that was totally random. <laughs> I can't say that I like was like, oh, I had all this thought in this gift. So it, it just kind of proves that sometimes, you know, you get things and you never know where it'll hit, so to speak. But probably one of the best gifts I ever gave was actually to Lauren, who just uh, was with us when she was like a baby. She was turning one. I, I got her something for her birthday. But I was, I remember I was at the store and I was like, I got to grab something else. I just didn't feel like she had, and I wish I would have known Amanda, your three principles back then. And I would have given her the three things that kids, because I, I think that's great. But I grabbed at the store, just this like stuffed head of cookie monster, which sounds so goofy, <laughs> but that became like her blanket after that. Like, and to this day, mm. I think she still has the cookie monster head or actually maybe they actually got a second mm. one because she like <laughs> loved it to death, but it became her blankie. And so, I mean, there, that's just an example of like, yes, it, planning is good and all of that, but sometimes you don't know what gifts are going to mean, you know what I mean? Until you see yeah. how it goes. So I just, that's I think true. that's probably one of the best gifts I've ever given given anybody that's, was that and it was true. not expensive but it was just something that she ended up loving mm -hmm. and yeah so that was mm -hmm. one of my yeah. probably not as well thought out gifts but it was something that hit the mark so to speak so. <laughs> uh, I guess the gifts that I love to give or have the most fun with are surprise gifts mm -hmm. um, and two obviously they both <laughs> have to do with Disney and <laughs> but years ago um when Betsy and Zach were just dating my two kids we went on a family vacation to Disney but I worked with Betsy first and then we pulled Zach in and we we brought them to Disney for a few days mm -hmm. without my kids knowing that their boyfriend and girlfriend were coming mm -hmm. so like that was so much fun for like weeks until yeah. we worked it all out like mm -hmm. Betsy's dad worked at airline mm -hmm. so they got you know they were able to fly there and it just was mm -hmm. so much fun um and then the other one was just last year and again it wasn't exactly what the gift was it was the fun of surprising them which mm -hmm. I mean, Definitely they kind of also knew what the gift was. Yeah, <laughs> for us at least. Well, <laughs> I thought you guys knew, which Amanda was telling me she didn't. So I surprised him and said we were going to go to Disney this summer, but I didn't want to just like go, hey, guess what? We're going to go to Disney this summer. So I got them each because there was a certain resort we were going to. I found like candles from that resort that said the name of the resort, and like a, mm -hmm. I think Betsy got like a a cup that had the name of the no, resort, yeah. and I just. Like at the end of the night, I just said, everybody open these at the same time, but I didn't say anything. So it like took them a minute because they were kind of like, oh, a candle. Like, you know, and then Betsy was the first one that was like, wait a second, are we going here? <laughs> like, so it was just so much fun. Like yeah. that, I, that was just. Yeah, that was a great I one. had so much fun with that. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. And like, I don't know why she's like, oh yeah, you already knew. I was like, no, I didn't. Like, what are you talking about? Well, you that was a no, big, massive surprise. So it could be Disney oh. trips or cookie monster heads. Either way, <laughs> it could be it's the, yeah. yeah, it's it, fun of that to me. It was so much fun for me to surprise mm -hmm. them. Like, it wasn't yeah. even about what it was. It was just the, yeah, the fun of that. Yeah, yeah. like when you like our kids were little. Like getting up, getting them up in the you know ten like they're in bed and we just pulled them out of bed and we went to on vacation like we knew we were going but they didn't know like that's just right. so much fun to do stuff like that yeah yeah, totally. yeah I would say probably similar 
Um, and I guess this is kind of similar to my cooking class story from earlier, but when AJ and I were first dating, we, he got me to agree to go to a concert, hit one of his favorite bands with him. And for his birthday that year, I somehow found out that before, like the day of the concert, before the concert, you could book a private lesson with one of their guitar players, bass players. I don't even remember. And the concert was in Baltimore. So we were going to Baltimore for the whole day. And so I booked him. A, he is an, uh, um, musician. That's the word. And like, I knew that this like 30 minute or 60 minute, whatever it was lesson with this guy would just be something he would love. So I put it in his phone calendar. And then for his birthday, I gave him like a scavenger hunt to figure out where, like to find the date, um, and see the, the event on his calendar. And I think that was probably just one of those gifts that again, it was like a surprise and it was something that I knew he would really enjoy Mm -hmm. and was like a once in a lifetime kind of experience for him. Um, that was just like really cool and, and obscure. That was, that was fun to give. Yeah, that's good. Um, mine, what is, so going back to like, Probably a couple months after Zach and I got married, when we were engaged, um, he he had con- – I guess actually – I guess it was after we got engaged, we were getting married, we found this ring designer in New York City um, on like Jeweler Row who, who was designing our wedding bands. And he was amazing. And I also had sort of a mishap happen with my engagement ring that he helped repair. So – We'd done a little bit of work with this guy and um, he was really skilled and also, you know, like not crazy expensive. And so one time, a couple months after we were married, I remember sitting outside of his parents' house talking to his grandmother and Betsy's grandmother too. Uh, Why do I point that out every time? Um, (laughs) And she sort of was telling this story about how she – her engagement ring – the stone was an opal mm-hmm. and that like right after they got engaged, like, like she, I don't even think she had it like a year. Like it was not very long. She was working as a nurse and she would tie the ring around her neck, like on a, put her ring, the ring around her neck on a necklace when she would work um, on as a nurse instead of wearing it on her hand. And somehow at the exact right moment, it actually broke and fell down the like between the elevator mm. shaft and the like the elevator door and the, the the wall. So like that little crack in the floor, it went right down. Um, and at the end of her shift, she talked to the guy, you know, some maintenance guy, and let got them to let her like climb down into the elevator shaft. And she found the ring, but the opal was shattered. And she was never able to get it replaced. I mean, at this point, it, it's been, I don't know how many years, probably 50-some years since since that had happened. And she was like, yeah, you know, we talked to a couple different jewelers, but no one could fix it. And so driving home, like, that night, I said to Zach, I'm like, our guy can fix that ring. Like, he can fix it. I'm sure of it. Um. And so we had to like coordinate. I mean, this was an expensive Christmas gift. So we, you know, talked to different aunts and uncles and cousins and got everyone to kind of help us 
make it happen. And then we had to like stealthily figure out her ring size because obviously, you know, her, her finger now was not the same size as it had been. And also kind of like steal the remnants of the ring from her and get it to New York and work with this guy to repair it. And then not only did he like order an opal and get something, you know, like fix the ring, but he, he preserved like the remnant pieces of the broken opal and turned that into a necklace for her. Um, so honestly, like, I don't, I don't know that there will ever be a scenario that will top like giving her Hmm. that engagement ring back after 50 some years. Um, so that's probably my favorite gift that I've ever given. Um, so pretty too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, and sometimes it's just like when there's people that are just so wonderful and special, like there's nothing better than giving them that kind of happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's definitely one of those people. So I guess to tie it all up, we usually like to go back to kind of our Enneagrams beginning of the conversation and just reflect on how we think that our personalities play into you know, how we, how we give gifts. We sort of talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but I don't know if you have any parting words. Well, I think we talked about at the beginning that it's not just your personality or Enneagram, but it's thinking about and knowing the person that you're giving the gift to. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not just thinking the way you see things, but thinking how Mm -hmm. they're going to receive the gift and what they're going to like. So, um, yeah, I think that would be my, my biggest takeaway is, you know, just uh, get out of yourself, so to speak and get, yeah. and really try to study the person. So that would be, yeah. Yeah. That's part of the gift really. Totally. I think the personality relates to the surprise give giving because some people just can't keep a secret <laughs> and you have to really be able to cover all bases and make sure you're not talking mm-hmm. about the thing mm-hmm. to, you know, different people because it'll get out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I mean, there's certain people I know that could never <laughs> keep, mm-hmm. keep something under wraps. So yeah, you know, that does yeah. relate to personality. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I think too, like, kind of along the lines of knowing the person who you're giving the gift to, like their personality, knowing when to give the gift or like, you know, how is important. Um, AJ and I started a tradition a couple of years ago where we do our gift exchange on Christmas Eve night, just because we, once we have the kids in bed, like we're able to just sit down and, like take a deep breath and spend some time just one-on-one like and be able to actually enjoy the moment and not have it be part of the like craziness and busyness of Christmas day. And so I think for his personality, he especially like values that quiet, like slow pace of that moment. Um, And I I, once I have a gift for someone, especially if it's one that I'm like excited to give, I want to give it like right away. (laughs) It is like hard for me (laughs) to just sit on it for a while. (laughs) Um, 
So it's always kind of like fun to, I mean, obviously your spouse is probably often, or like the people closest to you are the, are the people that you're most excited to give gifts for. Um, so for us, it's kind of fun to like get to kick off the gift giving with that, that yeah. moment. Yeah. I think for me, like, I think being a nine is being, you know, a very kind of, I think an observant, a, a, a person who wants to like, it's a peacemaker, but that can be like, I want to create, to me, it's more like create joy and happiness as, you know, all together. Mm-hmm. But, and so this like brings me joy. It's not like, like purely altruistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, What a great conversation about gift giving. Hopefully this inspires someone to just be really intentional and hopefully spark some inspiration uh, in your gift giving this holiday season and beyond, really. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mom and Deb, for joining us. Yeah. We'll wrap up really quickly with what Betsy and I will wrap up quickly with what we're planning for the next month. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, at the time that we're recording this, this is actually before Thanksgiving. And so we are, I feel like constantly planning something right now, but we are getting ready to host Thanksgiving, our first Thanksgiving in our new house. We have hosted Thanksgiving day for the past, I guess, five years. Um, AJ's it's like his, Super Bowl of cooking. He already has his list together. We were at the grocery store tonight and he was like, should I start getting my stuff? And I was like, no, we need to get home and feed our family. <laughs> like everybody needs to eat dinner. But um, he's really excited to cook. Our turkey is in our freezer already and ready to go. We got it the first day that the that giant had their free turkey coupon available. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's what we're, we're in the process of getting ready for that. Nice. And we are planning a really, really huge fifth anniversary trip, which by the time our next chat airs, I don't like the trip might've already happened or it'll be very close Mm. to then. Um, so that's super exciting, but also traumatic. Um, we're still scarred from the Montreal situation. (laughs) So, this is a much more intense flight situation. So at this point, we're just yeah. hoping all goes to plan. It will be great. <laughs> all right. Well, to wrap up, uh, thanks again to our lovely guests today. And thanks again to Lauren, um, as always, for coming on. Um, and we will be back in your ears next week. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>